another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Uh, welcome to the Hams edition, Mr. Nice Guy. Yes. Hams, it is born in the land of sky blue waters. Yes, it is. Um, fucking sponsor me. Respond to my fucking uh, comments. I've DM'd on you. Instagram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, with joining me today uh, is one of my uh, dear old friends uh, who was my roommate yes. in my junior year of college. Um, the designated Gentile. Jet designated Gentile. We were in the Jewish fret, and he is the guy that uh, was just there. Found a way to annoy everyone. Exa so. Yes. <laughs> uh, and and uh, tell jokes from his room. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's been us in some... I haven't seen him in a long time, and uh, he's been going through some bullshit lately, so I'm here... <laughs> So I want him. Is this an intervention? Is this yeah. therapy? Oh, I'm yeah. here to make you feel better. Oh. Um, with hams. With hams. The so best beer to feel better. So I'd like to welcome Sam Fuller to the show. Thank you for having me, dude. It's great to see you. How it's are been you? Too long. Yes, it really fucking has. It's been since. And I'm like, like four blocks away. I yeah. have no excuse. Well, I had no idea you moved over here. Yeah, I moved over here at the end of. Yeah, that was weird. Falling out with my roommate. He still has like a quarter of my stuff. It's. Mm. Nothing, yeah. nothing aside from the par for the right. past. 2019's been fun. Yeah, car accident, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, car accident, job uh, instability. I've been laid off twice in 2019 alone already. That is, yeah, that's... 23 and laid off twice in one year. Terrible. I'm a rock star. Terrible, awful. But, um, well, <laughs> man, well, yeah, but, dude, I mean, it's, it is like, uh, kind of like that reflective period of like, what the hell am I doing wrong? What is like? What's wrong with me? Like, oh, fucking exactly. hire me. It's like you you have a degree. Uh, you uh, yeah, you did all the sh you did all the shit right. Exactly. You, and now it's like this should this should work out for you. You got now. the paper. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> six weeks after we graduated. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> I should say you got it. Yeah, like yeah, open it up empty. Oh, this is this is, <laughs> this oh, is a sign. Bullocks. <laughs> <laughs> At least we got that gold coin. Mm. Because yeah, we've we, used that since. Right, yeah, it's like a Chuggy Cheese token. Thanks, UWM. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I um I ended up using my graduation robes for my Halloween costume last year. Uh, it was Ron Weasley. Had to, you know. That's. I've been called you Ron. You could have played any of the brothers, though. Any Weasley? Even? Yeah, you could have played any Weasley. I could have been the dad. I could have been Arthur. For people that want like a a tinted ginger beard, you grow yours so naturally, they must be envious. Thanks. It's, this is the longest it's been. You need the log jammer, like the, the, lo the logger hat. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The flaps on the side, especially when it gets cold. Right, right, and you have flannel. <laughs> Look like I chop trees. Well, you live in River West. I so do. You have to have flannel. Yeah, exactly, pretty much. It's required. Yes. Yeah, there's actually a flannel fest, uh, is at the Cooperage you're, uh, next you're weekend. Me. Yeah. And I fucking work during it, too. <laughs> I'm pissed. But, um... Yeah, man. So, yeah, how are you uh, enjoying living over here in River West now? I I like it. I kind of like di I like diversity. That sounds so dumb. Yeah. No, I like the variety of people. It's so weird because, like, just on my block alone, it's like me, a random sixty-year-old dude. We have a Puerto Rican family across the street. Like, dude with skull tats and multiple bikes. Like, it's just a complete wow. variety of people. So, yeah, yeah. there's so many cool little like bars and mm. and for especially like. Aspiring punk 
alternative musicians. Right. This is the place to be. They they go to quarters. Yeah, you know, walk into the public house. They're all cool. And- yeah, right, right. I have stickers. That was the first time I ever got hit on by a guy in public. Real story. Really? I was at the public house. Oh, congrats. Mm. Yeah, it's um. Well, Free Takate. That worked out well. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, public houses like uh, I, I have some friends that work over there, and it's like like the it's kind of like they pride themselves like the gay anarchist bar yeah. in River West, and it's a really great community. They put on great shows there. They put on like old 70s slasher films and just roast them. It's hilarious. Mm. I think I saw Night of the Living Dead there oh. recently, and it was just so Interesting. funny. Yeah. Have you been to Circle A yet? No. Not right there, yeah. It's like the diviest you can get pretty much over here. Does like the front of your house always smell like coffee? Uh, yeah, they're I, roasting right yeah, there. Yeah, when I like when I had my window open one like all summer, like yeah. it was perfect because I had the the Collectivo roastery. Like you could smell you it. Still but, drink coffee, right? Dude, like you live off coffee. a pot a day. That's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm adult. <laughs> yeah, right. But I did. Uh, since we lived together, mm-hmm. I've upgraded. I don't use the Keurig anymore. I'm oh. back to, I'm at the traditional coffee pot because uh, the Keurig is. Pretty shit. We're on, we're on like Folgers now. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. straight Folgers. I don't mind it though. It's not that once, bad. Once you start drinking it to the point where like I need this for fuel and efficiency, yeah. you don't really care as much. I don't care about the, the notes. You know, I don't care about the. Uh... I'm not wafting. Right. I'm not yeah, wafting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I'm like, like, all right, I got ten minutes. We're slamming this. I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like I, I'm about what. What's gonna, you know, get me out of my... Uh, <laughs> How much espresso is in this single serve? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what's gonna, you know, plunge me out of uh, my REM sleep that I'm still uh, fighting out of? And uh, <laughs> getting me out... What's to a cocaine effect yeah, yeah, with this coffee? Uh, yeah, let me get my, uh, my uh, seven-shot uh, double espresso on ice uh, with whipped cream, with caramel sauce. It's like, dude, it's 7 a.m. Like, just... Like, I'd like do a, coke. <laughs> I'd like a funfetti dragon fruit, <laughs> like pink unicorn macchiato. Dude, it is six thirty. That sounds so gross. Is, this, yeah. this is dropping off kids at the school hour. You don't yeah. need to be drinking a mystical yeah. drink or something. Right, you're not going to far, far away at bright and early in the morning. It's like, dude, I'm. Are you walking to a castle? Out yeah, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Dude, I don't miss working for a corporate Starbucks anymore. Like that was that after working for Starbucks, like I I I was always curious as to how you felt because that's like such like a big name like capitalist as hell enterprise. Well, it's so it's so like as far as corporations go, Starbucks does give us good benefits, but 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 it's still corporate. So it's still like you have to abide by a routine with like every. Like interaction you do, mm. you still have to like. There's just such a like a. It, there's just like there's not much room for growth, and it's like you kind of. I feel that it's like any jobs that like you have to wear a certain color because it goes into the code with the apron, like yeah. and corresponding with the apron. It's like I just feel so. I'm not controlled. going to a Catholic middle school, right? So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Exactly. Well, like, that's fair. It's just very, like, I... I well, and so much of your responsibilities are out of your hand. I knew mm-hmm. other people that worked at Starbucks, and they're like, yeah, we would just have, like, a complete thing that we'd have to know on the fly, and no one was 
alerted right. prior and just so many logistical. Yeah, especially at Marquette where every no one fucking tips him. I'm so glad you worked at that oh one because it's like when I would try to explain like what the social atmosphere was there and why like that was the biggest thing I liked about moving to UWM. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh yeah, and I'm like, I I can't wait for him to come back <laughs> to stories and yeah. everyone's named Emily and everyone is Emily or Hannah or Matt. Matt, yeah, Matt. Or- yeah, I can't <laughs> even tell you how many Matts go to Marquette. Oh, I, I probably I, I believe it. Yeah, just you know, suburban Chicago moved up. Across the border. I need my triple espresso before lacrosse. Yeah, look, fucking lacrosse. Yeah. They're going to calves every night. If I heard one more, I'm from Arlington Heights. Oh, congratulations! My God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you, you didn't have to work for anyone. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, I went to uh, Glenbrook South. I went to Lane Tech. I went to uh, the number one one, Lake Forest Academy. Lake Forest That's Academy. That's the biggest one. Yeah. I went to Lake Forest Academy. Oh. Yeah, I know what tax bracket your parents are in. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, like, I just, God Tinley Park. Sorry, Alexa. Uh, Tinley Park. Tinley Park. <laughs> My uh, yeah, I still can't believe that. Yeah, fun fact: Sam's girlfriend uh, lives. Uh, she's from the neighboring town, from yes. where I'm from in, in Illinois, uh, about ten minutes away, which is a small fucking so world. So weird. Yeah, yeah. She went to uh, like a small Christian high school. Yeah, Chicago right? Christian. Chicago Christian. Yeah, and. I mean, I went to public school, but it's still like it's it's so. Well, like, like our friends looks like Lincolnwood North. Yeah, yeah. She had friends at Hopeflow too. So. Yeah, right. That's all. And then, but and then you, I actually know through Jack Fricky, which is our so mutual weird. friend Jackson. We love you. I love you so much. Dude. Yeah, and um, yeah, and that's how we became connected. And then I found out you know pretty much everyone there is to know in Green Bay. Yes. Um, yeah, Brock Dahl, Govillas. Yeah. Yeah, very pretty much. Yeah, Hamza. Dude, that... <laughs> Shut up, Hamza. The best way to describe Hamza is he tweets things where you're like, you're not wrong, but there's no way, for my own sake, that I would ever retweet this. Right. You know <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he had something that was, like, so beyond, like, anti... It was, like, anti-military or anti-capitalist something. And I'm like, I'm not saying you don't make a point, but I would never put this on my own page. Yeah, and he yeah. just doesn't care. Right. Well, you saw how he became that meme, right? Uh, he became the Florida, the Wisconsin to Florida man meme. No, I didn't see it. Yeah, it was like his Wisconsin license and his Florida one, and oh that like God. blew up. Holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta show you that after this. Yeah, the moist daddy. Um, Hamza, I, how's it going, man? <laughs> uh, dude, we miss you, Hamza. Um, yeah, he he's just, it was so funny. We like, we had a, like, I remember when I first met Hamza, like he... Oh, you do? You like, always remember when you first met I Hamza. I first meet Hamza, yeah. It was when we were still at the Juplex, and <laughs> he came to Legendary. a party. And um, I think we started talking about, like, the Israel-Palestine conflict. Naturally. Naturally, right, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I watched a lot of those tennis matches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I was like, man, we should... No state solution. Just annex the whole no thing. No states. We were... Yeah, right. We don't believe in borders. Why, why don't we just have the entire Middle East be open border? Mm. Great idea. <laughs> um, we should be, like, the policymakers out there. Sorry, Angela Merkel. Yeah. <laughs> but we were, like, uh... We made, like, a... We were just like, dude, we should, like, dress up super, super, like, stereotypically, like, us. Like, I'll look like a very stereotypical Jew. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, I'll, like, look like a stereotypical, like, oh, he Iraqi. Loves oh, yeah. And he, he literally brought, like, his, like, uh, it was like a toga sort of thing. Yep. And I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. I used to go through our hallways in high school and just go, ah! And all the teachers would get scared as hell. They'd just get terrified. It was so funny because of how uncultured everyone is in Tapir, Wisconsin. You're right. 
Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, we, uh, <laughs> yeah, made for a great picture. Us shaking our hands, we're like we refused to be enemies. And you should have had like a little flag emoji, like a Palestinian one. And yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, Israel. 2019 conflict resolution. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> we're, we're the we're we single handedly cured racism. Um, <laughs> so yeah, man. Um, so like when you yeah like yes, what did you? Like, what did you feel like you gained and lost when you came across the city from Marquette to UWM? <laughs> it's so funny, because I remember the last time I did a video, I just had every answer involved. Like, mm. well, when I was at Marquette, I was like, I'm not going to do it this time, and here we right, go. Right. Um, yeah, I realized how socially uncultured I was, because, mm -hmm. yeah, I think I grew up in an area where, like, A, you don't, like, talk about, like, your social issues or whatever, and you just, like, become the best student you can. Yeah. And so I went from that, and it was, like, a Marquette, and I just grew disdain for everyone mm -hmm. there. And then when I moved over, there were so many, like, and so many things you don't even think about. Like, I didn't even think about going to class with, I had people all across the LGBT spectrum. I learned things I didn't even know that there was identifications of. Yeah. I mean, I there were kids in my class that were, like, the first kids from like their family to ever go to college and that was just yeah. mind-boggling from where I came from and yeah absolutely yeah yeah that's so there's representation at UW oh, everything and it's amazing just walk through the library I swear to god yeah yeah walk through the union you know like it's it, and everyone stands up for their own crap it's not yeah. like oh I'm this but I go to a Jesuit school so I guess we're all Catholic <clears throat> yeah. but <laughs> yes. yeah, no everyone's like yeah and they stand up for their own stuff and Everyone's like, if they're from whatever, like, makes them diverse, they're super into that. Like, mm -hmm. as into, like, there were, what, you were in, like, five different Jewish organizations <laughs> at one time? I was King Jew in, in school. You yes. seriously were? You're, like, vice president of this, this, that, and the, yeah, everyone, yeah. like. And then I, um, and then I fucking, like. One day I was just like, I can't fucking do this. <laughs> <laughs> Today is my breaking point. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, man, uh, I, I agree, I'm like, that's what I'm, like, I remember I was kind of, like, self-conscious when I first came to UWM because it was very different than a lot of other state schools that, like, a lot of my friends from home went to. Sure. A lot of my friends went to, like, state, like, U of I, you know? Oh, or, oh or, Illinois. Yeah, or, like, ISU, EIU, like, everyone went to, like, big Illinois state schools where I came from. So you Carbondale! Yeah, yes, I saw you Carbondale. Salukis! <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Random shout out. Yeah. Whoever's watching yeah. from SIU Carbondale. Yeah, SIU Carbondale. Let's talk. Let's yeah. party. But, I was, but like, UWM was a little, it was like different because A, we're, we were a huge commuter school. Yes. B, yeah, B, we are a very small condensed campus, and C, we didn't have a football team. I don't know why, like, I cared so much about that. I'm like, I feel like I'm not getting the full college experience because... You're, no, you're so right. And I came from Marquette, who also didn't yeah, have a football yeah. team. And, and I'm was... like, we don't get the Saturday tailgates or anything like that. We and had to find different ways to channel our early 20s alcoholism. It Indeed. was insane. Yeah, man, it was hard, dude. And no one gives a damn <laughs> about the athletics. I know. Like, we were like, oh, our basketball team is still in our conference tournament? Holy crap. Mm -hmm. I get, yeah. We're like, oh, dude, that guy I know is like... I, like, he's that like, was kind of refreshing for me though, because yeah. I went to a high school where it was like you play football and you're cool. If you don't, you're not like you don't matter. Yeah. Like arts is not seen as important. Like we got a new turf field before we got like a functional PA system in our auditorium. <laughs> to give an example, yeah. so shout out to Deep Here High. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was yeah. 
like people actually like a common topic was talking about social issues and differences, mm-hmm. and I was like, yes, right, these yeah. are real world issues. Yeah. Thank you. Right, this the shit that actually matters rather than like the superficiality of like prom court. Right. I don't know why yeah, that was my prom, first yeah, answer. Yeah, 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 right, but also like fucking um. And like Greek life was another one for me too. Like we did, we have a small, like very DIY Greek like fraternity life at UWM. Yeah, Marquette at least has like because you're a private campus. Like there's actual like fraternity houses and like it's somewhat recognized in the culture. Not, yeah, you want to talk about the frat culture? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we can get a whole nother episode about the frat culture at Marquette. Stay tuned. <laughs> I will gladly. Oh yeah, but I mean, it's I don't. I don't give. I wouldn't give anything back. No, like it I, was. It was very like choose your own destiny. And I don't think when I transferred, that's what I realized I needed. But I did, and I grew the hell up. Yeah, yeah. Well, even from <laughs> all the cheeky things I was doing when we lived. When together. we lived, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Ryan Evans, the chippy, the chortling boy <laughs> himself. <laughs> what are you guys doing? <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, you know when he's home. <laughs> yeah. and vinyl? Yeah, right. I have the white album. I have the white. We know you got the white album. Right. Yeah. Have you heard Lonerism? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good album, dude. But... It's a great album, but yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, Ryan. No, you. You also knew he was home because, like, you know how he was you always changed into the Jewish shorts. <laughs> <laughs> no, you also knew he was home when you would just like you would hear absolutely nothing coming from his room, but then mm-hmm. you walk by. And you just see him, like, stomach down on his bed, like, sprawled across his bed on his phone, and you would hear the occasional... (laughs) I, at the time, (laughs) at the time, I had no idea how damn baked he would get. Oh, yeah. How much he smoked while we lived together. Remember the first time you moved in, your housewarming was, uh, getting really, like, high? The, yeah, Dude, the, I have never seen. You know when you're like tuning a really old television, it's like one of those cable things, and you're flipping through, and it's not like the full, ksh, but it's like the dots that go across. I was seeing that for like two hours, just laying in my bed, like crap. This probably shouldn't be happening. Yeah, yeah that was a fun. That was what did I pay for that? Eleven ninety nine. It's isn't that for great? thirty beers? Where'd you get it from? Just the pick and save on uh, Ogden. And yeah. The, oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like literally like twelve bucks for a thirty rack. It's That's great. not yeah. my favorite pick and save. But it's, you know where everything is, they don't move it, and it's so easy to get in and get out. Yeah. And for, like, the size of it, they have so many, like, self-checkouts, which... Yeah. I need, I want to get my shit and get out, otherwise my social anxiety... Yeah, yeah. So. Right, I feel like I'm fucking taking forever to I get to, like, shit. the seventh aisle, and like, I'm gonna strangle you if you get in front of my tortellini. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, so... Did you also feel this after you graduated, sure. where like you, um... I can already say probably. Oh, uh, yeah, where you felt more uncertain about yourself than you did all through college? Because yes. I felt, for like eight months after I graduated, I was just more lost without direction. Like, kind of just meandering That's a really life. good way to put it. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And I was actually kind of thinking, because I knew we were going to talk about some stuff similar to this. I was thinking about this on the way over and I was like, yep, yeah, my the four blocks I walked. Right. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I think I got really good at like doing the best I could in an established system. And then once it like became like, all right, like choose your path, I yeah. was like, crap, that's not how like it wasn't I was good when like it was already in front of me and then after that, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, like it <clears throat> and 
And the expectations were hella high. It's like, yeah. oh, if you take like in between jobs and like you needed three internships before you graduated, right. you needed yeah. Absolutely. Well, and that is such like um, I feel like that's just such like college classism. The mm-hmm. way it's like we, it's like there's certain majors that are pretty much guaranteed they're gonna get a job right through school. Like yeah. they're, they're gonna get a job right away. If you're a marketing degree and your name is Hunter. You're you're working at a bank downtown. Yeah, congrats on your analyst position on Northwestern Mutual, Hunter. <laughs> yeah, Hunter. We all know Hunter. Yeah, we we know too many Hunters in Wisconsin. Hunters and Mats. Hunters and Mats. Yeah. <laughs> um, also Dakota. That's another really fucking Wisconsin dude's name. I saw Dakota the other day spelled with D E C, O D A. That's. Dak- it was like it was like decode. The uh, word, but with an A instead of an E at the end. I was so confused. Yes. I was like, like, you know, I was just still working at Starbucks for a long yep. time, and then I was working at the roast, and then I got fired. Let's not even get into that. Uh, I feel that shitty, shitty place. Great place to work, but then when your boss is like, great yeah. shitty boss. Great place, shitty boss. Sort I, of yeah. I and I I feel bad because I'm like oh like we always gripe about like our opportunities and stuff. I feel like there are so many shitty bosses for like the positions our age group steps into, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's not like a, oh you don't know to, how to connect to the next level because I hate all that human resources bullcrap. Yeah, yeah. But it, there seriously is. Yeah. So explain what just happened at your most <laughs> because this yes. relates to you so much right now. Yeah. So I this was already after I was. Um, because I got laid off in July, so this is already like over a month where I was just postmating and doing things in between. Um, I got a position at, I thought I got a position, I got a position at uh, Milwaukee Montessori School by the zoo, and I was coming in for my first day, whatever, orientation, just signing things. I helped it, I walked in like 7.30 and I was helping kids get out of cars and stuff, Mm -hmm. and it was like 8 a.m. and we were walking around, and my, uh, my supervisor, who's the head of the school, goes, oh, like, tomorrow we need you to dress more formal. And I was like, okay. Well, in my head, I'm looking down, I'm like, I'm wearing a button-down khakis, like, dress shoes. Okay. Right, yeah. So I was like, oh, how can I dress more formal with this? And she was like, oh, like, you need a button-down khakis. And I was like, isn't that what I'm wearing? <laughs> exactly. And I was like, oh, oh okay. I, I thought this was. And she's like, just dress more formal, whatever. Um, And so, like, it... I thought there was nothing. I thought there was nothing of it. And like two hours go by, I'm signing up for all of like the passwords to like the buffer accounts and mm-hmm. all the social media and blah blah. And she comes into the room and she's like, "Oh, grab your backpack. Like I want to show you a different area of the school." So I grab my backpack, um, walk towards an exit, and she's like, "This isn't gonna work out." And I'm like, "What? What do you mean it's not gonna work out?" And uh, and she goes, "You've already undermined my authority, and you haven't even been here two or three hours." So it's just not going to work out. And instantly, I'm just like, how did I undermine your authority? Well, you, you questioned our dress code already. And I was like, I just needed to know like, if this fit in. She's like, I don't need responses to the questions. Here's $70 in cash for like the three hours you worked. And pointed to the door and goes, now get out. And I was like, I already like rejected other, because I had other offers at this time. So I was like, I already talked to other companies and like rejected them. And she's like, I'm sorry, get out. And like kept pointing, and, and I walked out, and so I, I started and got fired in three hours. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Man. Yeah. That's terrible. That is just fucking terrible. Bullshit. But it, I've never seen so much involvement on my Facebook. Page. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, yeah. my cousins were reaching out. I was like, dang. Well, yeah. You. Well, and people. The, the most thing people related. They're like, oh, I totally like. 
been like thrown for a loop and I've had like two or three friends that studied similar things to me and they were like, yeah, this marketing firm, like they ended up being like, oh, we want you to sell TVs at Costco, like that kind of crap. Like there's so much mis- Brock got sucked into that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he did so it for much- one day and then he came home and he was like, I'm going back to Ian's. <laughs> <laughs> no, that shows that that's a bet. Wow. When yeah. You go back to Ian's. But, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, was that last I relatably like, um. Yeah, like, I got fired from Roast, literally, like, my boss ambushed me, like, at, when I was closing, I had no warning, there was no warning at all. Mind you, I've visited him, like, three or four times, you were fine at your job. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, like, I knew, like, there were, like, I know how I have limitations, you know, it's like, I know what my strengths and weaknesses are, like, I'm... That makes you incredibly self-aware. Thank you. Well, I, like, feel like I'm very personable at work, I... Fair. Um, you know, I'm good with customers and like I try to bring like a positive You're an interpersonal person. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'd like to think so. But my flaws are that, you know, I'm a bit of a slow learner. I get I'm very sensitive, so like I take I internalize criticism very easily. Oh, I've been there. Yeah, and like I and, the, and I felt like, you know, that I was like, okay, you know, that's that's alright. Like, I mean everyone you know, like a lot of people just, you know, they're, it's at least being aware of the fact that it's there, that that's just what makes me me, but I'm still providing the best, uh, you know, uh, I'm giving the best provision I can give. Best foot forward. Yes, Absolutely. exactly. In the workplace. And, uh, you know, I was very optimistic about wanting to get better when I made mistakes. Or yeah. I, I said, you know, okay, I fucked up. I'll do better next time. Every single step of the way. And my boss comes up one night when I'm closing, and he just goes, I'm going to let you go. And I'm like, why? And he said, for as long as you've been working here, you're not where you need to be. And then I was like, I just, I was speechless. I just did not know what to say. Yeah. You know? Well, what do you say? Right. I'm like. Right now, I'm like. Yeah. What do you say that? Yeah. He just said that. And then, like, um, I was just like, uh. Okay. And I just, like, I couldn't even process it. So, like, I, I grabbed my tips, and then I left, and I just walked home just, like, being like, what the fuck? What just happened? Like, uh, yeah. I couldn't even think about the fact that, like, okay, now I'm unemployed. I was more just thinking, like, what did I do wrong? Exactly. And I had so much, like, um, I don't know, like, the... the Next couple weeks after that, like, I was just really discouraged. I was like, well, like, totally what that. the fuck is wrong? Like, what is wrong with me? You know, it's like, why can't I just... That was my July. Right, yeah. yeah. It's like, why can't I just fit in authentically into a workplace and mm-hmm. be valued for who I am rather than defined by my flaws? Preach the damn choir over here. No, I get that. You know, it's... And, like, I mean, I ended up getting a job at company, and I love where I work now. Like, I love my coworkers, and, like... And this is such an inclusive area. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, you meet great fucking people yeah, here, which absolutely. is fucking awesome, but, and it was time for me to get out of the east side anyway, but it was just, like, it did beat me up a lot, and, um, I recently realized, like, through, in therapy, that mm-hmm. there's a lot where, like, I'm still... Which you're already a step ahead of most people, I need to address, you're already one step ahead of most people in the game, because there are a lot of people that are not willing, especially males, that are not willing to come forward right. and, and take that step, so. To not deal with that, um, the emotional It's not a weakness. Yeah. It's making yourself better. Right. And I, 
And I recently, through therapy, was talking about how much I'm still not over it. And how, like, even, like, seven, eight months down the line, I'm still, like... You took it personally. I, I still do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And, like, it was just, like... It's hard not to. It, yeah. And he said... And he made a really good point. Um, and this is something that, moving forward, like, I especially want to work on. Sure. And I think that, you know, kind of going back to how men in general just do not are just very poorly conditioned to confront their their emotions and their, you know, feelings of rejection or, or insecurities. It's like yeah. we just, you know, anger is our most readily available emotion. So it's, we're like gonna... an, it's like an inert pride thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially when you think that you've already, like, got yourself. Because this is, this is a problem that I face. Like, you already yeah. think that you got yourself figured out. So you're like, I didn't fit. Something must have been wrong on my end. What yeah. did I? Absolutely. I right. 100% get it. Exactly. And like when I was like, so my therapist was talking about how like, well, cause you know, we've gone through, uh, we've kind of like dissected a lot of like what I went through growing up and like how, and that's so important. Oh yeah. Like I was bullied a lot when I was growing up. Agreed. Yeah. I was bullied and I didn't, did not fit in. I didn't make friends very easily. Like I just was very different. Um, oh, that's why I liked you right away. Exactly. Yeah, very yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is making sense now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you that and that does unfold over time, where it's like the eccentricities become embraced rather than uh, rejected. And, well, even the word like abnormal, such a negative oh, connotation, yeah. dude. There's such a fucking. The crazy thing is, there's such a stigma to people with autism. Yeah, like, me, myself being on the spectrum, so I 100% yeah, get that. Man, it's like myself, my brother, my dad, we're completely normal members of society. It's just literally a different way of thinking, processing, and handling emotions and information. But That's you can it. be so good, yes. but, you're, but you're so good and like uh, adept at certain things that other people, like people that aren't yeah, on the spectrum... I just don't have empathy, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a superpower. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's bad. It's not for you. No. <laughs> yeah, but, but like, you know, it's like, so I was like, I was a very like, I was kind of like outcast growing up and I kind of, it, it sort of like, um, uh, it kind of conditioned me to just feel like kind of, kind of, I would, by default, outcast myself a You're, lot. You always felt like you were from the outside looking in. Right, exactly. I get that. And it's like, and, and like, uh, my therapist was like, well, because you felt like you didn't, you know, fit in much, or like, you know, you dealt with, like, traumas growing up, you know, now you feel like you have to fit in perfectly everywhere. Now you feel like you I have to... I see your therapist. Oh, my God. Lighthouse Clinic. Um, but he was like, you... You, you fit in, now you feel like so, sort of like a compulsion that you need to like be friends with every single person you meet. You need to fit in perfectly in every situation. Or I get that. The, like the best face forward for each scenario. Yeah. It's Absolutely. like, it's like if it's not, if it becomes like that absolutism where it's like once you, once you like, Damn. you have to, it's like, because I struggled so much like growing up, it's like, now it's like. I have to do the best I can in every single. I, I have to be the best in every um, facet, in, in every facet, in every environment, in every situation. Otherwise, you know, if it's not otherwise as close or as possible, you fail. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I failed here, so I need to succeed here, 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 and here in order to make up for it's it. It's like socially compensating. Mm, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think that you know we. You know, 
you and I being as men that are a lot more sensitive, sensitive and in touch with, um, you know, our like social anxieties. And, and that was always seen as a bad thing by everyone. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. You know, it's, it's toxic masculinity and just how it, it's, ain't that every, that's not everything was centered, but I swear to God. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's just like we, it's especially like, when I try to play football cause I was like the way to be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that if it's not a lot of us, it's like us men, like our way, like we just, we're not socialized to talk about what makes us upset or sad. And like, I mean, fuck, like I, it's like, yeah, it's just, it is a really big, it's something that bears down on me where it's like, I, if I fit, if I sense I don't fit in a situation, I get all bent out of shape over it. And, you know, in, like, the case for you, it's, like... Yeah, palpitating, man. Yeah, it's, like, dude, like... I mean, What I was, more could I have done? Right, exactly. Yeah. But also, like, in your situation, it's kind of just, like, laughably, like, ridiculous and unprofessional, like, just how your boss just sort of, like, you know, shut you out with yeah. no chance of, like, of, of retribution well, on your end. Yeah, I just didn't understand like that would be the immediate result of a miscommunication. Because if it's something like and I, and I have miscommunications with people all the time because I literally process things different than 90 whatever percent of the population. Yeah, yeah. So it's like if there's something different, just explain it to me and I, and I will make the adjustments. Mm-hmm. Like I will adapt. <clears throat> but like yeah, I didn't think that would lead to immediate annexation. Right, right. But, but yeah, and that's just like yeah, but I mean, like many people did uh, come to your defense on that post. Yeah, like, it's just you. It probably would like been... people. I did like from freshman year of high school. It was all across the board. I was so surprised. Well, it probably. I mean, they probably had their own stories about some yeah, of stuff. I mean, I certainly yeah. did, and and it's just like that would have just been a really toxic environment to work in anyway. And that's what everyone said. Not just because I, I listened to my mom a lot, but like, yeah, it is like if this wouldn't have happened now, it would have happened in the near. And yeah, it's just not. I don't. I don't get how like you can lead a school that's like so technically successful, but just yeah, right. But treat just, people that way. Exactly. It is, it is kind of a respect thing. I'm glad you said that. It is kind of like a, a disrespect type thing. So. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like I hate when. I mean, I've had. I like my bosses now. My bosses now are great. But I've had a series of jobs, not only um, when I was at the roast, but also when I was at Metro Market, when I was at Moe's Irish Pub. I <laughs> I totally forgot you're at most. Yeah, yeah, that was before we were even friends. Dang. But yeah. like, dude, I like with Cheyenne, I, right? With Cheyenne, yeah. shout, shout out to shout out to Cheyenne, Cheyenne Dollar Pizza. Dollar Pizza. Dollar Pizza. Um, but that was um, I, think I ordered a drink. I'm not sure. <laughs> the hams kicking. That is impressive. Thank you. That burp was brought to you by hams. America's classic premium beer. <laughs> yeah. Um, thirty bracket pick and save. Twelve bucks. Anyway, um, no, but like your fresh perks card. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all about the fresh perks. But I did have a lot of, um, you know, I, I had really shitty bosses in the past that were just yeah. like devoid of like any sense of like seeing me as a human being. It's like, and I learned this in a communication class I took senior year. Is yeah. that which one was it? Uh, it was communication and human conflict. Oh, who taught that one? Evelyn Ang. Uh, she's a wonderful her. lady. No, I knew her. I knew people that had her in real yeah. life. Yeah. Oh, she's great. Shout out Evelyn. But, um, she, but like we taught, we learned about, and this is something that's very key in any conflict. The person we see, we have an issue with, you know, we kind of automatically 
we see them as an object. You know, it's like it's like you can you see somebody as an object when you see somebody as like an obstacle to your object. goals. You know, like a hurdle. It, they're a hurdle to jump over, exactly. And it's like, but I think, and I think that like a lot of bosses sort of. I mean, I get it, like that them dealing with workers that aren't up to their standards. I yeah. get that, like they see it as like they're kind of like looking out for how their business is being represented or how it's being functional. But at the end of the, but there's still like this, but that's no excuse for a devoid of of accommodation. Yeah, especially emotional accommodation because it's like it's dehumanizing right because especially us like low income former college students that you know are riddled with my tax lady yeah right right yeah with that are run that we're riddled with anxiety and uh uh, you know impending fucking sense of doom sense of doom yes i've had that on uh on the r report really yeah for like when i was like for emotional bullshit whatever you don't need my files um, yeah, I got impending sense of doom yeah. as listed. Oh yeah, man. It's like that sounds badass. Right, right. It kind of sounds dope, but it's real as hell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like when a boss just overlooks that completely and is like, "It's you like suck toxic subordination." Better. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. It's like wow. I just feel f- like a fucking waste of space. You know. I'm a cog in the machine. Yeah. Not to be rage against the machine about it, but. <laughs> Well, we are, thanks to capitalism, that's what we are, is a cog in the machine. It is truly a... We're merely, we're the proletariat, you know, we're merely um, functional for what our level of skill is for the job that we're doing. Our class of workers has never become as replaceable as we are. Yeah. No, it is. Right, and feeling so expendable fucking sucks. And half of our jobs are going to be damn robots. Right, yeah. Including sex workers. Automation, yes. Ex Machina is a really good movie. Have you seen oh, it? Oh, it's so fucking good. I uh, think that was my introduction to Alicia Vikander. I don't know. Nice. It was really, really fucking good. Movie. Wasn't that Donald Gleeson? That was the main character, too? I think so. And, uh, oh, that's an Oscar Isaac. Talk about an incredible actor. Damn. <laughs> and a beautiful man. Right, yes. I don't, I don't remember who was all in. But anyway, good movie. But it's like you, I mean, but you're also like, you know, you, you do have like a lot of, um, you know, experience, like, you, I mean, you obviously have a college degree, you play music. That's working great for me. So oh, far. I'm sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, you also, you play music, you know, you, yeah. you, you have a wonderful partner. You know, I you, do, you, over two and a half years. Yes. Fucking great. Um, she, she, yeah, she's way better than I am. It's not, it's not even funny. We're not worthy. Honestly, though, <laughs> that's like, <laughs> yeah, but base essentially, like, you are worth a lot more than you know the opportunities that you've uh, been granted you know yeah. and there's but the thing that's the thing that where i find optimism in sure. in our situations is please that, tell me cuz i need some oh my right god now. okay <laughs> it's because our generation our generation is finding so many alternative routes to success man like postmates that's po- what i do right post and it's still like it's. I can make decent money. I mean, yeah, I mean, it is an outlet, and it's something to do in the meantime. I mean, I fucking wash dishes like in a kitchen for my day job. But when I'm not doing that, are they calling it the gig workforce now? I think. The, I think that's like what LinkedIn wants me to call. Oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. But like, 
on the side, it's like, yeah, like I'm doing this. Yep. I'm writing for Breaking and Entering. Like I have wonderful friends, a great support. We don't system. feel like our entire life should be put right into our occupational presence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like I think that there's just so much room for people to actualize themselves and feel wholesome without you know the without their validation through you know the traditional like workplace yeah. that you know we've been so taught like growing up that like we need to insert ourselves into in order to be successful. Absolutely, we find success not through like I mean. It's nice to have money. Like we all fucking need money, but it's but we can find happiness through so much loans, right? But we can find happiness through so much more than just fiscal means. You mm -hmm. know, having having good conversations like this one we're having right now yes. is is what's refreshing. Right, it's refreshing, and it's also you just, know what else is refreshing? What this hands Hams. beer? <laughs> yeah, I had to. Well played. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I mean. You, you're a dude of many talents, so it's like, you oh. know, you fucking, you gotta work, like, dude, like, you know, this is more time, this is your time to be, like... Figure shit out. Figure shit out, yeah. like, go out and fucking working extra hard at the things you like to do. Yeah. You know, so... that's And that's half the battle, finding that. Because mm -hmm. you gotta be like, oh, where can I take my talents and fit them into, like, practicality? Right. Where it really should be the other way around. Like, you did Marquette Radio. You got to talk to some really fucking awesome yeah. artists. Like when you talk, when, like the Rogue Wave, that was awesome. Okay, Rogue Wave is a very underrated band. Yes, they're one of the most underrated bands, like in indie, in the industry. Indie yeah, industry. why does Spoon get played fifty times an hour, but we don't hear Rogue Wave? <laughs> yeah, not that Spoon's bad, but people that like indie music know exactly. Spoon, what yeah, Spoon. You know what you're talking about. Spoon was like literally my first indie band ever. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Getting um, flagged for copyright infringement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but. But that's what's like, dude. You you have a great repertoire. You know, you you've oh. uh, received. Uh, you you know, you've achieved. Um, and I mean, at, yeah. At the end of the day, it's like you know, you you have uh, you have worthy experience for success, and I think that um, doing so, you don't need a, a a failed position at a Montessori school to tell you what you are and are not capable of. Exactly. Your occupational adventure shouldn't define mm -hmm. what success is. And I think that. So many people in our generation is like my definition of like individual success is tied directly to like what I do occupation mm -hmm. and that's bullshit. No, because that's that that is essentially why midlife crises exist. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh yeah, I settled down at twenty four with a woman and got the dog and something, and now you have like a yellow Corvette at forty five, and it's yeah. <laughs> I don't want that life. I want to be. And I have three kids, and you know they're all going through teenage. Only see them on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I get visits from Sandy. Jonathan lights things on fire too much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's a troublesome boy. He's got conduct disorder. I don't know why these are all Jewish ants, but... Uh, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, so now that... I mean, obviously the situation yeah. occurred, like, what moving forward... Um, yeah, I guess, like, what's going through your mind moving forward, and I guess, like, what is, like, empowering you to, like, you know... You know, keep to just stay positive. That's a, and I'm glad that your statement ended on that because that's like the hardest part. It's it's hard when you feel like you're constantly like bobbing and you're like underwater half the time. Um, yeah, and that's something that 
and then you feel like your own like personal feelings and like your own anxieties and stuff are holding you back from whatnot. And yeah, it's really easy to spiral at our age. Um, I am very blessed to have a very good support system. I have an excellent partner and like the best mom, even my mom. She's the, yeah, Carol. She's, Carol's an angel. Love Carol. I have an, yeah. So I, I I'm blessed to have a really good support system and also just. For my own, just because of like how I, I'm so like in the moment minded, I really need to like see the long game, and I think more than anything, I need to realize that whatever I'm doing next is not going to like define where my career goes into my 30s, 40s, and 50s. Mm -hmm. I interviewed for a job today that's running the facilities of a parking garage, and it's like salaried at like 45k, and it's right by the like. Is does that have anything to do with my degree? No, but it, you know it has responsibilities. There would be people underneath me, and it's it's stable. I can do that while also doing potentially more gigs with my bandmate, potentially you know, podcasts and blogging and that type of stuff, kind of creating content. So whatever is next occupationally doesn't have to be like what I guess the rest of my life revolves right. around. Because you can do so much shit in the meantime. Exactly. Man, yeah. Know? Like and that's exactly like what I that's exactly how I've perceived like doing the freelance music. How many right episodes have you had of this? This is about Almost 200 at That's this point. That's insane. That's really eight impressive. Months. Eight months. That's really damn impressive. Yeah, and I hope you see that as such. Thank you. Um, I like to think that it's it's been, become my truth. Like, this show Ham's is me. Worthy. It, and it is Hamsworth. That's going to be Couldn't do it without Hams. <laughs> like, I can't... Well, man, like, this show is me. And yeah. whether I was... You get to be 100% autonomously yourself. Exactly. What else do you ask for? I can bring who I want onto the show. You're, you are controlling the content. Right. Creative control is the best thing ever. <laughs> that is true freedom. It is the fucking better. That is true freedom. Oh, yes, it is. Um, if we're talking liberty, we're talking creative control. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what else to say. Yeah, right, yeah. But the point being is, like, hmm. whether I had a secure, successful job now or not, yeah. I'd be doing this show. And the people, the astoundingly amazing and talented and just fucking badass people. There's so many talented people. Oh my god. In Milwaukee. Funny. Dude, we have the best bands. Our bands here are gigs. Our bands, our cooks, our restaurants, our stupid little taco trucks. Our fucking just beer. This, I mean, this <laughs> premium beer born in the land of blue waters. Lake Michigan. No, this isn't Lake Michigan. It's like, I think it's Minneapolis <laughs> or something. We are like, dude, like we really truly have something special here, man. And like, I like, I. Are you glad that you're here over Chicago? Uh, from someone that grew up outside. One hundred percent, man. I couldn't see myself anywhere else right now. I have no reason to leave Milwaukee. Thank you. I've been saying the same thing. Yeah, like I'll well, go around Milwaukee, but I won't right. leave it. I'll travel. Yeah, you know, I'll definitely travel, but I'm gonna always come back here. Because, like, this is my truth, and this is where I found myself. Milwaukee lets you be you. You're right. Yes. That better be on a damn t-shirt, and I, I hope it's a profit from that. And I hope, and it'll have Mr. Nice Guy sponsor on it. Uh, <laughs> with hams, too. Um, and, like... Why is your shirt so much less beat up than mine? Mine's been through some shit. I haven't worn this in a while, actually. I had to, like, dig into my dresser to find it. Because uh, you revere it so much. Right, because I preserve it for the important moments. I haven't even worn this blazer since, like... My fraternity meeting. <laughs> I just want to, man. Like all, like whether or not, like I'm fiscally sustained. Yeah. Like to you know somebody else my age might be. It's like it doesn't matter because 
at the end of the, like I'm working, I'm doing what I love, I'm meeting amazing people, I'm in a city I'm really proud of, and I get to, I get to like, I get to sit here with my friends and with really awesome people on this show with mm-hmm. a camera, and uh, drink and fucking drink talk the shit. nectar of the gods. Only hams. And it just we get to just talk shit and just have a fucking great time, and that is like that's that's happiness. That's man. life, dude. Like I didn't understand personal freedom until I realized I didn't have it in so many of my situations, man, dude. Like we, our whole lives, and this is sort of like this has kind of like been my philosophy on like what the meaning of life is. Oh, you get meta as hell right I now. I am trying to be because access, like I'm existential as hell, and like you know I've been extremely like. In dark places, I've meddled. I've meddled with the mere concept of existence. But man, like our entire emo- like our entire like livelihood, mm. like the meaning of our lives is to feel things. Everything. All That's of our- what being human is. Dude, I really, I agree with that one hundred percent. Oh my god! Like everything we experience is just all our emotions. It's our feelings. It's our. It's how we think and process those feelings. It's. It's literally Which feeling Which is so crazy everything. why we were so taught to ignore them. Right. Exactly, I know. Put, put the system first. Yeah. And, uh, and like, everything that you're, like, all that sadness and re- dejection and feeling of I'm worth- still standing. Worth- oh, if you have not, have you seen the new Elton John movie? I haven't. Holy crap. I've and heard it's, it's good. It's really, I left that movie like, damn. I yeah. should come out to my parents. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. Well, also, you did come out on, on Twitter. I didn't I did. acknowledge it, but My mom liked it, so I guess that counts as coming congratulations, out Congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank that you. Is fuck, that is amazing, man. And like, Not easy, especially for where I grew up. Oh, God. But, I, dude, I fucking believe it, man. Thank you. Like, I appreciate that. Yeah. Like, I... It's like, that. that's that's life. That's, that's the beauty of life is us just... You know, becoming like ever transformative yeah. based on everything we grow and experience and learn, and like we get so just trapped in the moment, and that's what you said earlier. Yeah, exactly. And and that just really like, I mean, it, and it makes us feel like there's no way out because we get so trapped into that like immediate the immediacy of our situation. But nothing is no, like everything is temporary, and patience is like of really fucking. It's, it's, it's a, a lie. Nothing is real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is actually Mayhem Fest, brought to you, uh, <laughs> brought to you by Lamb of God. Anyway, um, <laughs> hams and hams. Um, no, I get that. I, and I think a silver lining that I had from my time just being in between jobs and stuff was like it gave me more time to like actually process who I. That sounds so freaking cliche, but it's true. It is like, real. It's just a cliche process, for a reason, man. Process like just process like who I am and like. I'm not just who I am in this person, like who I am in general relations with mm-hmm. with people, with the world, with my environment, all that stuff. And you don't need the system to define your worth. Yeah, because that was a friggin' learning curve for me. Yeah, let man. me tell you, we're really, we're really fucking, we're divine individuals, and like we. <laughs> and See, I don't need to go to church, Dad. Yeah. I'm going to Temple now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a convert, actually. Uh, yeah, he's been Temple Bethlehem. Yeah, that's a big mouth reference. <laughs> New seasons coming. I already watched the first episode. I haven't seen it. Yet. I was. They tackle so many good issues. Did they? There's a there's a trans person. In episode, I haven't seen episode oh, seven, nice. but like they tackle so many like the Me Too movement, mm. the, and it's really interesting to see because like I can't imagine going through like 2019 social issues 
as a middle schooler. Like, think about the shit that happened when we were in middle school. Like, yeah. calling each other gay was, like, just, like, if you didn't do that, you were exiled. Oh, right, like, right, right. Where yeah. nowadays it's like, oh, man, I can't even imagine what the social crap yeah. they got to tackle in middle I'm school. I'm kind of fascinated by that, actually, like, what it's like to be a kid or... In this world. Right, be, be, like, making sense under, like, you know... Imagine if Donald Trump was your president. Sorry that I'm getting political, but can you imagine if Donald Trump was your president in, like, the learning about the world era, like, fifth to eighth grade? Oh, man. Like... We were... How do you get... How do you have a positive... I remember the... Like, I remember how big... Because I think... What was it? 2008. The Barack Obama first change campaign was, like, us in eighth grade. And that was huge. Yeah. If that was the equivalent to now... Oh, dear God. Oh, man. That's real. Like, I... Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm fascinated about, like, how... Just what kids are... These 12-year-olds are going to be woker than us adults. Well... Right, well it's yeah, it's it's wild because it's like yeah, like Trump is our president, but the mm. revolution is like you know stronger than it's ever been. Yeah. It's like you know bringing light to like actual real like societal issues Absolutely. that you know that and and visibility and uh, yeah awareness acceptance yeah actual presence in media. So, um, also, I saw that uh, you got you explained your situation to your therapist and you got your appointment. Moved yes, up. that's amazing as well. Shout out to Freighter. I did not think that they would be that as a common physical medicine provider I did not think they that they would be that accommodating to mental health issues. Well that's right. great dude. I'm I'm just I'm happy that they understood the urgency. And that my parents have good enough insurance. Yeah that's <laughs> that's, that's real that's real. Yeah. Yeah man. So uh, tell me about your music man. I'm interested to hear oh, about sure. what you got going on. Yeah, so me me and one of my best buds have just been dicking around with music since like junior year and now we're finally kind of like putting together what we'd want to do. And we're, we've been trying with different like, he's mostly a guitarist and I'm mostly like a vocalist that fills in on like bass and guitar and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So we've been kind of trying out like what it would be with like a live drummer on set, like what type of stuff and yeah, kind of an experimental phase but cool. it, it's been really, it, it's such a good scene of Milwaukee. And, I mean, you're at more concerts than anyone I know, so I'm sure you're aware of it. Yeah, it's such a good scene for people that are kind of more in like the alternative punk indie type of stuff that mm -hmm. we're playing, so yeah, hopefully we put together something soon instead of just like Lindemann's open mics and stuff. Right, so. right yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're in that stage. But right, yeah. which which open mics are very underrated. They're a great, yeah. they're a great platform. If you can do acoustic sets while well, like, do them. Yeah. Up and under. Up and under. Bremen. Uh, fucking, uh... The first place that gives us, like, our first, like, set to do, I will get tattooed in my left arm. Oh, fantastic. You That's... saw it here first. You saw it here. Exclusive content. And he's gonna have hams. <laughs> I will, I'll wear this shirt and drink it on stage. Yeah. Five <laughs> bucks. I'm not asking for much. Right, yeah, man. But... You cover my gas, I'll wear whatever the hell you want, hams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, Sam. Man, look at look at us. Season. We look like brand ambassadors. We yeah, <laughs> yeah like no we coming look, to a campus near you. Right, yeah. <laughs> we yeah, I look like I'm about to go on the Spates Plaza and give people like uh samples. I look like I'm questioning my religion. You are. I always you are yeah. I question a lot of religion. Yeah, you? right. I, I do too though. I was baptized in four churches. I got bar mitzvah at twenty one. Anyway, um yeah. <laughs> Segways. Yes, so, um, Sam, tell me what keeps you up at night. My anxiety? Damn, yeah. I don't know. Anxiety, yeah. And 
yelling uh, social injustice and the people that don't drink hams. That's what keeps me that's up That's what night. keeps me up at night in real talk, man. And also shouting loudly at the soccer you're watching on your laptop, right? You know, just be, yeah, I'll play, I'm playing like an NCAA game from 2008 because they don't make them anymore. It's like 2 a.m. Fuck! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. That's the norm for me, so. Yeah, uh, what puts you to sleep, though? Uh, marijuana, half the time. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, if I don't have my, my anxiety pills. Oh, yeah. I've been learning to meditate, though, which That's is good. hard, because my brain doesn't go still, so. Yeah, well, uh, me neither. I've been finding my... I got racing thoughts the other day for the first time in a while. I'm like, wow, I'm so not yeah. used to it. I mean... It's kind of... It, it you ever can, have it where it's like, I don't know what my body should be doing with how much is going on up here. Ah, yeah. Right, like, should I be tapping, like, frivolously? Oh, or? I'm the worst of that. I'm a tapper, yeah. I'm yeah. a leg, like, back and forth wiggling. Yeah. Like, I think I know what a line dance is. Yeah. Like, I don't. <laughs> well, dude, um, I love you so much, and I'm really fucking... It was so good to see you, and I'm really proud. I'm happy to be here. This is... I'm glad I was part yes, of... It was a long time coming, that's for sure. Yes. But overall, like, I know that you're going to do, you're going to... Likewise. You're going to find... This is going to blow up. You're going to get, like, more sponsors, and well, you, you've got your voice, man. Well, dude, I know that you, you know, you're, you got some great stuff coming as well, and I'm, I have good hope, high hopes for you, so... We on the rise. Yes. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Take care of yourself. Uh, men, fucking, you know, see... Talk about your feelings. See therapists. If you can't talk to therapists, talk to me. I, I, I... We'll talk to anyone about anything, so. Yeah. Talk to me about your feelings. I don't care. Right. It's free. Yeah. It is. I'm free. That doesn't yeah. sound. He's, he covers your insurance. <laughs> <laughs> I, I take all And drink hams. Drink hams, too. Yeah, you bring beer. You can talk to me about whatever the hell you want. <laughs> Honest to God. Yeah. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. Thank you. And we'll see you next time.